Nathan Edge is a blind guide dog user. Nathan and his girlfriend, along with guide dog Hudson, recently decided to go for a meal in a local Chinese in their hometown of Mansfield. But when they got there, the restaurant decided that Nathan's guide dog was a problem. This is what happened. I'm really sorry, but if I do need a reason, we can't because it's a restaurant. But, but, okay, I, know, I know, I know it's, no, it's illegal, but you can't, you can't I, I, the guy. I mean, dog. you should tell us we've got a guide dog because it's a restaurant one. If something's shopping, that's fine, but it's a really... I've, I've, gone, I've come here before with him, actually, and we didn't tell him that, tell you that. But, and we literally came in, and there was, we, I was with five other people. But, so well, it's plenty of space, it's illegal and it is, it's illegal. If it's, if it's hygiene, like you said before, he's had all his shots and everything like that. He's, there's nothing wrong with guys, but that's why they are looked after the way they are. So they can go a, to we are like open food over there. If there's something there, so then is then every other restaurant. So is every restaurant <laughs> where he goes in and nobody else has any issue. I don't want to cause trouble with you or anything like that, but you are, it's discrimination to turn us away just because of the dog. That's audio from a smartphone recording that Nathan and his girlfriend took when they were refused access to that Chinese restaurant. Under the Equality Act of 2010, guide dogs and assistance dog owners have rights, which prevents them from being treated less favourably because of their disability or because they use disability-related equipment or have a guide dog. I spoke to Nathan to learn more about what happened when he was refused service because of his guide dog and to learn what it feels like to be faced with this type of discrimination. Nathan starts off with his version of events. Um, Yes, sir, it's an early birthday celebration. And me and my girlfriend, we often go out for, for meals anyway, but we decided we'll, we'll go out and try somewhere a little bit different. So we, we called up uh, a restaurant, which I have been to before. Uh, it was probably over a year ago. I had a pleasant me- meal there, so I thought, yeah, let's go back and, and try it again. Uh, called up, booked a table and um, arrived a Saturday evening. And it, was, it was fairly busy. But as, as we arrived in there, we were told to go and wait at the door, which was, um, which was no issue. I thought, well, maybe the, the, the table isn't ready yet. Uh, but then the uh, waitress came over and um, told us that dogs weren't allowed in. Um, so, of course, my natural reaction here was to obviously point out that, I mean, he was, he was clearly in harness, and I said that he's, uh, you know, a working working guide dog. She then disappeared again, uh, came back to then say there was uh, no space available. So, again, I, I just thought, well, it's Saturday night, it is busy, and I just said, well, that's no problem, I'm more than happy to wait, you know, for, for, for a seat to come available. Uh, at this point, when my girlfriend did point out there was a couple of seats available in the in the restaurant anyway, but you know, I, I, like I said, anybody else in the situation would just say they're happy to wait, and uh, which I did. But then it was this point where I realised that we may have an issue because she's then uh, the, the waitress then said, um, "I'm going to have to go and speak to the manager about this." So um, as she disappeared, this is where I said, said to my girlfriend um, to turn the camera on, uh, on, on to record on the phone because um, obviously I'm aware of the the issue that is out there with access refusals. A few moments later, and this again, this is all caught on uh, on, on recording now, uh, the manager soon returned and then uh, came and said that we could not enter the restaurant with, uh, with Hudson, a guide dog, because of hygiene issues. And it kind of materialised from there, really. So, again, like I said, I'm, I'm well aware of the issue. You know, a matter of days earlier, I was at Parliament with guide dogs campaigning for the Access All Areas campaign and... Um, I wanted to explain the law to them just in case they wasn't aware and you know, and make sure that they knew he was a working guide dog and um, if they were refusing us on those grounds, it was it was illegal what they were doing. So to cut the long story short, after a good four or five minutes of um, you know speaking with them, 
uh, they eventually walked away from me in mid-conversation and clearly refused to um, cooperate and never allowed us access into the restaurant. The really interesting thing about this incident, Nathan, is that you did capture all of this on a video. Yeah. And you're very clear about what problems there could be for the restaurant. You're not confrontational at all. You're very kind of um, patient. But yet, at the same time, it's just not sinking in with the staff. How did you feel at that point? That was probably was what the most disappointing aspect of it was. I mean, obviously, I was upset at the fact that I was... I was being, you know, uh, refused access. But the, it was in the following bits where, again, like, like you, you, you pointed out, and like I think everybody who's seen the video, we've all pointed out, um, I'm not a confrontational person, and I just all I tried to do was explain them, you know, um, you know what what the issue was, and explain the law to them, and um, and explain that I'm I'm not afraid to to take it further if they're not willing to, you know, willing to cooperate really. That was the most disappointing aspect of it. I mean, all I wanted to do that night was to go out for a meal with my girlfriend. It's just, um, you know, it's, it's not asking a, asking a lot. Um, but for all that to, to take place, it was, yeah, incredibly disappointing. The real irony of this situation, I guess, is that you had been at Parliament lobbying MPs with the Guide Dogs charity and as part of the Access All Areas campaign. And you hadn't experienced this kind of thing before, I believe. No, that's exactly what I was saying when I was in, in Parliament. I was saying... Um, I was one of the fortunate ones who haven't who hasn't really had a situation anything close to, you know, a, a major access refusal. Uh, but you know, I, I still was passionate about the campaign because I knew so many other people that it had happened to, and I knew, I, you know, I, well, I thought I knew how they felt, but it was actually, you know, a matter of a few days later when this when I actually found myself in this situation, I realised that actually I didn't know how they felt. What I imagined how they were feeling was was only a small percentage of actually how it did make me feel so you know like I, said, I, was pas- I was passionate about the campaign before but even more so now that i've actually gone through those emotions on an individual level just to be really clear and, and to make this point really well known nathan how do you feel in that situation how does a guide dog owner feel when they're told no you can't come in it was a whole range of emotions i mean it was in- incredibly hurtful. Uh, I was very disappointed with it being in, in my local town. Um, you know, myself, my girlfriend or my family, we all we go out for meals quite a lot. It's something that we enjoy doing. And majority of the places go above and beyond to, to make us welcome, just like they would anybody else. So there was that massive feeling of disappointment that, that actually this is, this is happening right now. There was that feeling of anger, you know, the fact that we were in there and being told this blatant excuses, which were not fair. Uh, they were not adequate reasons and I just it physically made me feel sick as I um, was leaving that restaurant um, you know my girlfriend and I were were talking like you know well, what do we do next uh, we hadn't eaten that day you know we did plan on going out for a nice meal but I said you know I don't actually think I can eat now so if I can kind of summarize that I, there was a whole mixture of emotions there but as, as the days went by uh, obviously I, I made the decision to to go public with this and we got a fantastic response I realised that other people understood, you know, the, the actual bigger issue. And that's what I started to realise is what I wanted to make clear is that it wasn't just the fact that I was refused access at the weekend. Yes, that was upsetting. It was you know, very hurtful and very disappointing. But actually, there's a bigger issue there, which, which I find even more concerning. And that's the fact that just over last weekend, there was another two guide refusals, um, one, one over in my county and one over in London. And the fact that this is happening 
on a very regular basis. That's the bit that I find more concerning, and that's why I wanted to go public. That's why I wanted to make people aware, and that's why I'm I'm really happy that it's actually got the response it has because people are now sort of, you know, like they have done with a few stories in the past. They're now looking at this and saying, well, you know, that's unacceptable and it needs to stop. Yeah. It's something that is far too regular. It's something that we come across a lot here uh, at the radio station, Nathan. And you know other people then and you've you've met other people that it's happened to. Absolutely, yeah. That's That was the whole reason, uh, like, I said, like I said before, I mean, I was so passionate about the Access All Areas campaign anyway because of hearing their stories and even the people that I don't know personally but you, you see it on social media so often and um, that's that was a concern anyway but then like I say just to go through that myself and to, to kind of now to be able to understand properly how they do feel it just fuels that that passion there to to do something about it I don't want to just sit back and see friends and well, people who aren't necessarily friends but people who are in a similar position with again not just visual impairments but other disabilities as well I don't want to sit back and and watch that happen. For every person like yourself Nathan who's very articulate and passionate about this there'll be lots of people who won't speak up I would imagine and would be scared to to do so and to have any kind of attention through uh, an illegal situation like this. Yes that, and that's you know that's understandable. I mean, um, a couple of things I've said in, in press recently is that um, you know two years ago, I, I may have handled that situation completely different. You know, I may have not been in the right place to sort of stand my ground. You know, it's it, it's all on an individual basis. And like I said, I, I chose to go public with it and go down that route because that's what I felt was was right for me and right for the situation I found myself in. Uh, but you know, I think other people would would take a different approach, and I think um, there's no right or wrong way, if that makes sense. But you know, one thing I, I I would just encourage people to do is just not as hard as it may be, but to just try and not sit back and and let it happen. You know, we we all work incredibly incredibly hard on different levels to you know make sure we can get out there and be a part of society and be treated as an equal. So you have the right to do that. So you know, stand your ground because you are you do have the rights. Now, um, in terms of your guide dog Hudson, uh, Nathan, what's he like, and just how important is he to you? He's absolutely incredible. I mean, it's um, he's my first guide dog, and we qualified just over two and a half years ago. Um, but it was a very—I was a very much different person when I first qualified with him. Um, I was—I was—I still had a little bit of sight left, but I was going through a difficult time of it deteriorating, which um, you know. A lot of people, unfortunately, go through a similar a similar situation. And uh, a matter of four months later, after we did qualify, uh, I woke up overnight and my the rest of my sight was gone. And uh, I've been very open about it. It, it did rock me. Um, I, I was very I was very much struggling for a couple of weeks, well, no, sorry, longer, well, a couple of months more like. Uh, but the fact that I had him at the side of me, he, he dragged me out of that difficult situation. And um, you know, I, I often say now, um, this, this last two years, uh, two and a bit years, it's probably been, uh, I've done more in this last few years than I ever would have done. And uh, that's what I, I, you know, that's thanks to him. Nathan, what would you say to any guide dog owner who might face uh, a refusal of service because they are with their guide dog? How should they respond? Um, it's a difficult question to answer because it all, it, it all depends on the scenario. I mean, you know, for example, for myself, uh, I had a feeling that something was coming, and so I made the decision to, you know, ask my girlfriend to, you know, record it so we could 
have a little bit of evidence. It's just like any, you know, it's just like an establishment having CCTV camera, for example. They they have that for for evidence reasons, and that's what I that's the reason why you know I wanted to make sure we captured that on tape. But obviously, every situation you can't do that in every situation. But why? What I would suggest is, um, like I mentioned before, make sure you stand your ground, but doing it in a professional manner. You know, uh, make sure you you stay calm and uh, explain the situation to them. You know, if you still are being rejected, uh, you know, being refused access, go back, speak to your local guide dogs team, see where you can take that from there, and really it's up to yourself. If if you want to take legal action, it's, it's entirely up to an individual really where they want to go with that, but. Like I said, I think the the main thing is just what I would like to, people to do is, is not just walk away from it. It's illegal. It shouldn't be happening. And uh, everyone has a right to be going where they are. So that's what I would suggest, really. Nathan, some great advice. Thank you for telling me about your story and uh, for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you very much.